again, everybody. My name is Mike Cisneros. We'd like to welcome you once again to the Cincy Brewcast studio in beautiful Mount Carmel, Ohio, for another edition of Cincy Brewcast. I am joined tonight by our beer blogger extraordinaire, the man who is synonymous with anonymous, who is not blanketed by anything tonight <laughs> and never was. The only thing on my head is my Pleplius hat. <laughs> the gnarly gnome. Gnome, good evening. Wonderful to be back. Thank you. And the queen of Cincinnati craft beer commentary, the one, the only, resplendent in pink. Resplendent. Resplendent. Huh, I like it. Tina Cisneros. Tina, good evening. Ahoy, ahoy. And uh, we'd like to welcome everybody that's watching us worldwide at uh, Paris, on Periscope. We certainly appreciate everybody that has been joining us on Periscope. Something like 72 views last week of the Old Firehouse Brewing live show, which was fantastic. Got to put that to bed. Really enjoyed it. Really had a great time with Adam Cowan and uh, Lori Ward and all the fine folks down there at uh, Old Firehouse Brewing in Williamsburg. We had a great turnout. Some good friends came out to see us last week and uh, i i couldn't be more gratified with the turnout and with the response that we had it was nice to see so many people in the tap room too especially, especially knowing it yeah. was a night that they weren't actually a night open. that they're that not was, open that was it really was a little humbling to uh, to see how many fans there are of the yes show, so. absolutely exactly. we're, we're really thrilled and, and we're we're going to be doing it again we've got an announcement to make uh, we'll probably do it later in the show if not uh, later in the show we'll certainly do it next week uh but right now as always, and what we always do here in the Cincinnati Brewcast studio or anywhere we go for our Cincinnati Brewcast program is our tasting and commentary, which we call From the Beer Fridge. And man, we have got a spread in front of us We are going to be drunk evening. tonight, let me tell you. We better not drink it all, as my dad would say. You better not drink that all. You're going to get sick. So, <laughs> But we have got, first of all, in the uh, glasses, hopefully you can see on Periscope, we have this. Uh, it looks like Lambic to me, but what this is, is from the Wicked Weed Brewing Company in Asheville, North Carolina. We would like to give us a cheers there, folks. Cheers. We would like to thank uh, Gnomes. Uh, he's, he's, he's my brother. He's um, also a very loyal listener. Well, he's your so. brother. You seem, you seem hesitant <laughs> you see, about that. I don't know if I want to blow his cover on Periscope right now. <laughs> All right. Well, anyway, we appreciate them. Him and his wife went down to Asheville, and I suppose had a fantastic time. This is not really uh, one of our commentary beers tonight, but this is just a nice gesture. We really thank uh gnome's brother for bringing us this and it looks great and tastes even better it kind of when it once the head dies down on it, it kind of looks like juice or wine or something like right. I said, it I looks think it's definitely like not creek to, to me it looks like like, it's lamb, cr- like lambic cranberry rather. juice or yeah. something and so i went into it t- like expecting something like pretty sweet and tart and it's not really sweet and tart or as sweet and tart as you would expect it to be there's definitely some there but um just a very faint fruitiness across the tongue, right. and then pretty much IPA the rest of the way. Maybe a mm-hmm. little sourness, too, uh, in the background just Slight. to make things interesting, but no- nothing. Uh, but it is very good. What did it's you very say? Good. It's current and? Current and raspberry. Raspberry. You can tell. Mm-hmm. You can feel, you can smell just that little bit of fruit flavor. So that's one that we uh, 
are not necessarily commenting on, but we just did. Uh, <laughs> whoops. Uh, the second one, and we talk about this extensively in the interview that we're going to be having later. And by the way, folks, stick around. We're going to be interviewing uh, Mr. Weston Lombard, who is the executive director of Ohio Brew Week, and also Jody, uh, Jody Grinnert, who is a board member of Ohio Brew Week, and also the... Um, and also the, the president of the Athens Homebrewers Association. And we will talk to them extensively later about Ohio Brew Week and everything that's going on in the Athens beer scene. But um, Devil's Kettle Brewing uh, is a new one that's coming online in Athens. And it's been around for about a month. We were happened, we happened to stop on a brew day today. And uh, they were they nice enough. They didn't have to let us in, but they did. They didn't did. have to let us in. But, and we appreciate um, it. We have here a their, the devil's kettle blonde and this is not your typical blonde because it's seven percent spider silk spider Spider silk silk. yes Mm -hmm. spider silk blonde seven percent alcohol by volume it doesn't drink like a blonde i'll tell you that it doesn't drink like a blonde but it doesn't drink like it's seven percent alcohol either so And you know, I'm I'm so terrible with this. The name escapes me, but the, the um, Cameron Fuller. Cameron Fuller uh, is the owner, brewmaster, and we talk about Cameron uh, during the interview that we'll ha- be having a little bit later. Uh, it's going to come your way in two parts. But this is the Spider Silk Blonde. It's kind of like a, um, almost like a straw hay kind of um, earthy smell to it. Seven percent is strong for a blonde. But it's 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 just totally it's smooth. Crisp, it's totally smooth, like crisp, really clean. well carbonated. It's got a little bit of a fruitiness that sort of dances its, its oh, way across the tongue. Right, that's at the really. Beginning. I've had I've had some stronger blondes. And I'm using air quotes, and any guys on Periscope can see me. But you know, some blondes that are a little stronger. That to me, it's it's a little over the top. It's you know, you get that alcohol. Right. right they off come. The top yeah, they come out tasting too this, boozy. But this one is. Oh, this is really. It good. doesn't drink like it's seven percent. That's for sure. This is dangerous, dangerous beer. <laughs> this is a dangerous. I told you we're going to be with drunk. the whole growler sitting right. You got to know. You got to know going in that a beer that tastes like this is a seven percent. And I just want to comment. I think it's just because I'm into, I'm into like weird shit, um, but I really <laughs> love the. <laughs> their logo, is um, the kettle with a little devil's tail wrapped around it with a little the little pointed tail and i just think it's really cute i like it yeah very nice he's got a really nice facility let us in the tap room and he told me he Um, didn't he didn't name names but um he met i complimented him on the logo because i like it so much and he said that he had another logo um that he was going to use but it was a little bit too close to somebody else's logo and he wouldn't name names I don't know. Looking at this logo, it looks a little it. bit like the looks a little Listerman-y, don't you think? It looks a lot Listerman. <laughs> anyway, he's up there on uh, Columbus Avenue, Columbus uh, which is kind of and it's it's kind of on the outskirts of town as you're heading out he- heading out of town. <coughs> so if you have the opportunity while you're up there uh, in Athens, whatever you're doing, if you have the opportunity to run over there, whether you're going to go for Brew Week or whether you're just going to go some other time, uh, Devil's Kettle Brewing. And we'd like to thank them very much uh, for the uh, growler. Of course, we paid for the growler, but, you know, we'd like to thank them for letting us in the door anyway. 
Got to give a shout out to Ohio Valley Hops for uh, for jumping on the show tonight. Too. All right. Oh, we, yay. We'll see well, you tomorrow. We're going to see you tomorrow. Uh, that's Dave Volkman from Ohio Valley Hops, and he is, and we are going to be interviewing him tomorrow afternoon for next week's show, and he's going to tell us all about the Ohio Valley Hop Growers Open House that's coming up on July 25th. He's also traveling to Ohio Brew Week to participate in the Hop Growers Forum. So we will hear... A I can hear lot. the carbonation. Yes. <laughs> we will hear a whole lot from Dave next week, but thanks for joining us tonight on Periscope. Um, Devil's Kettle, are they officially open? Yes. Devil's Kettle is officially yes. open. Yes, they are. And in fact, you'll hear again in the interview, oops, you'll hear again in the interview, there is going to be an Athens beer trail this year that they're going to be That's doing. Cool. Jackie O's, Devil's Kettle, and also Little, Little Fish. Fish which we have, a, we have a, about a half a growler of uh, Little Fish. They're not even open yet, uh, but we have about a half a growler of Little Fish Saison de Poisson. And, uh, which means fish which season. Which means Little Fish season. So, <laughs> which makes no sense to me. Well, fishing French. season, maybe. I, I don't know. What is the, the, the fish season? Well, you know, isn't that a thing? It's like rabbit season and duck season. Isn't fishing season a thing, too? That's or can you wabbit, fish whenever? Wabbit with a W, could be, could be, Could be... Maybe it was uh, con- conceived and executed in March, which would be the Pisces That's sign. It, oh, so, yeah. smart. Well, you know, every once in a while. All right. So what I've poured up for us just now um, <clears throat> is the Mad Tree June. Um, that was released in July on Thursday. <laughs> <laughs> I was happy enough to, I was greatly obliged to go in and, get my get my beer this is an ale i think it's pretty i think it's kind of a lift base it's like a kolsch base because it's 4.7 percent um and it is aged in gin bourbon Mm. barrels and they have they added juniper berries and ginger and do do you guys do you guys know what a gin bourbon barrel is um i do because i kind of thought the first time because they made this beer last year and it was called Salazar, and it was—I don't know if it was the exact same recipe, v- pretty damn close. Um, and I remember seeing gin bourbon barrels. I'm like, somebody was wrong there. There's no such thing as a gin bourbon barrel. So, no, why don't you go ahead and tell us what that is? A gin bourbon barrel is pretty simple. It is a bourbon barrel that was repurposed to age gin in. So it's a gin bourbon barrel. It kind of smooths out some of those both gin flavors and the, the the whiskey and kind of mellows the whole thing out but there's definitely no mistaking and, the uh, juniper and, and it's gin an, flavor in this beer. it's an ale right okay it's, it it's, is, an, it's, it's an the ale. it's the cold it's, it's the lift. yeah right okay because um and uh, the um river town um had a uh, triumvirate triumvirate yeah. yes Thanks for jogging my memory triumvirate oh, so good and was Just really the good other night at the rookwood but it is not the same style of beer, right? The triumvirate is is it the triumvirate's a, 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 sour. Kind of sour. Sour? Yeah. a sour? Yeah, this is really good. This because is I get, really good. I get the same nose that I get from triumvirate, which is the, the juniper and the, yeah. the 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 and and a lot of the. But then the you gin, also the, get like that gin and tonic. Yeah. But you also like. get that really subtle kind of oaky barrel mm-hmm. flavor in there too, mm-hmm. um, and a little bit of the actual bourbon. Right. Yeah. The bourbon smell. But none of the taste. Oh yeah, this is four point seven percent, and it tastes way boozier. Um, 
So well done. That's impressive. I think yeah, this is definitely a good one for the summer. You know, it's uh, Axis Monday was fantastic, but you can only drink so much. I'm still I, sitting on the Axis Monday, you know, but this one, one to yeah, age. I, I feel like I could drink a whole bunch of this I, sitting outside. I can see uh, um, this would go really good with like sushi. Ooh, I think yeah. it would go Ooh, really yeah. good with um, with any kind of hot food, any like kind of spicy like enchiladas or or any of that kind of stuff. So um, I think it I think it's damn good. I agree. What's next? Awesome. This bad boy, I guess. I'll let you do the honors of this one. Okay, this, this is, is uh, something. This that is I'm... something extra special that I got for the show. Um, in that it is an extra special bitter. It's an ESB that Matry brewed. Um, I got this on Thursday as well. It's called the Mechanic, um, and I'll let you know. I got it because the old man here loves ESBs and is always on the search for the perfect one. Um, well, I found the perfect one. It's called Fuller's, but okay, <laughs> okay. We'll, we'll, on the search for something close to the perfect one. We'll, I'll let you know if I think it's close to style or not. You know that. Yeah. A good caramel, a golden color. I've had maybe. it, so I don't want to ruin anything for you. <laughs> Bombs away. Sorry, I'm getting Periscope jokes. <laughs> well. <laughs> the liver is evil and must be destroyed. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, not, not as like boozy or uh, you know seem as strong alcohol wise as fuller's but it's right there it's I'm only missing some body to it too i wish it kind of had some more malt yeah. a little bit more malt yeah. it's 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 really good as is but if you're comparing it to to fuller's see i, yeah. see, I like it cuz i'm not a, i'm not a fan of the super malty styles right um and so fuller's is a little bit too much for me i won't sit there and drink it um but this kind of, it's got, it's not quite as sweet. Um, maybe br- maybe bridges the gap it's, a little bit. Yeah, exactly. It's got a little, it's lighter body and it's not quite, doesn't have that overwhelming malty sweetness that just, well, I do not like at all. 4.8%. I think we've talked about this a few times that breweries need those beers. They need right. those sessionable, bigger flavored beers for people that want to sit there and kind of. I agree. Drink a little more than mm-hmm. the average person. Yeah, there's no doubt about that. Uh, and finally, do we want to. Uh, Dip into the saison. Uh, we gonna get into this poisson? bad boy. All right, yeah, let's do it. Did you give some to your mom? Because I really think your mom. I did. She like she it. liked it, yeah. or she claimed to like it. <laughs> um, not sure if she she does a lot of humoring us. <laughs> she claims to like what we do here, but I don't know. <laughs> what... <laughs> hey, she could be joining us on Periscope right now. Now right. we've already had this. We tasted it this with uh, with um, Weston and with uh, Jody. I have but, not, but Gnome has not. This brewery and... is not even open yet. It opens Friday. Yes, um, yes, it opens Friday, and two days after that, on Sunday, they're going to be hosting the, as we mentioned, uh, part of the Athens Beer Trail. Yeah, and which... they're specializing. This brewery is specializing in um, farmhouse style. Saisons, it's that's dead on for me. It's a, oh, yeah, it's a home it's run, isn't it? Yeah, there's there's no question about this beer. It is fantastic, and I'm not big on them. Somebody but. on um on Periscope earlier said they were drinking a coffee saison. 
Has, has anybody ever tried anything like that no, before? Not, no, no, not a coffee. From where? Um, hopefully they'll chime in here. Um, whoever was drinking the coffee saison, if you, uh, I think it was, uh, might have been somewhere in Asheville. Okay, well, um, definitely get back to us. I, no, I've never seen or heard of a coffee saison. Sounds interesting to me. I kind of want to try. Any, you know, it, there's so much going on out there. There's so many different um, styles breweries there's so much talent and burial in Asheville. yes yes and um so burial brewing okay that's that's really interesting we'd like to get our hands on some of that stuff mm. sometimes so you can send it our way road yeah. trip yeah <laughs> so so um so there we are uh once again uh the june from mad tree the mechanic which is a esb from mad tree the i imagine the mechanic is um going to be sort of a one-off too so if you want to if you want to try some i suggest getting down there as quickly as possible the spider silk blonde from the devil's kettle brewing in athens the saison de poisson from little fish brewing in athens coming online this friday and finally a uh, wonderful gift to us the uh, cranberry raspberry ipa from wicked weed in Asheville, north carolina so go out Find these beers, find other ones, let us know on Twitter, at Cincy Brewcast, Cincy Brewcast on Facebook, Cincy Brewcast on Untapped, uh, through www.cincybrewcast.com, email at cincybrewcast at gmail.com, or send us a message on Periscope, let us know what you're drinking, friend us on Untapped, of course, and uh, you will always find out what we are tasting here from the beer fridge. <laughs> This Week in Beer. And right now we're going to talk about uh, our This Week in Beer segment. And of course, this is where we're going to bring you our interview uh, for Ohio Brew Week uh, with Weston Lombard and uh, Jody Grinnert. But first, anything else going on in the Cincinnati craft beer world? Gnome, you were at a private party on the 4th of July. Absolutely. It was, it was a blast, too. We've talked about Fibonacci a few times, and we'll probably talk about them a few times more. Um they are officially opening next Saturday, but did a private party. I'm going. I know uh, J.M. Hammond was there with me on Saturday, and we had a chance to chat a little bit. And uh, and um, everything was fantastic. Yeah, and excellent. And then um, you know you've got all the all star stuff kicking into gear here soon. And um, yeah, there's uh, there's a there's something going on at Mad Tree. There's something going on at uh, at at. Um, they're doing a thing with uh, the Cincy Beer Brats on, uh, right. I think, Saturday and Sunday at Mad Tree. There's lots of stuff going on. Check out your local brewery's website. Check out your – oh, and <laughs> something that's near and dear to my heart. I'm a huge fan of Mike and Mike in the morning, Mike Golick and Mike Greenberg on ESPN. They are going to be at Moorline Lager House mm -hmm. on Monday and Tuesday morning doing their show live from 6 to 9 a.m. Uh, no, wait a minute, 6 to 10 a.m., I'm sorry. Uh, that's on ESPN radio and ESPN two. And well, I don't know if it's on ESPN two this week because they're, um, covering Wimbledon. And I think Wimbledon is always on there. I think it might be on ESPN news or something like that. But if you get a chance to get down, I'd love to have a chance to get down there and go see Mike and Mike, but that's going to be at uh, Moreline Lager House. There's tons of stuff going on for all-star. Um, and once again, we'd like to 
wish everybody a happy Fourth of July, happy Independence Day, uh, two hundred number two thirty nine. Hey. Uh, so, so we'll be. Yeah, our two- social media director joined us, <laughs> sort hey, of creepily hey, in one lap, hey, somewhat weirdly in. creeping in. All right, she's got her Cass Alehouse shirt on. That's pretty cool. Um, so anyway, um, also this week in beer, uh, probably. One of the biggest stories, the attention of the Cincinnati craft beer world, uh, especially after Tuesday, uh, after All-Star Game, and uh, certainly uh, the rest of the craft beer scene in the state of Ohio is going to be turning to Athens, Ohio, uh, where the 10th annual Ohio Brew Week is taking place. And Tina and I hopped in the car and took the two-and-a-half-hour drive up to Athens to meet with Weston Lombard, the executive director of Ohio Brew Week, and also uh, joining us to uh, taste and comment and uh, and uh, really enjoyed his company was, al- was also Jody Grinnert, who is a board member of Ohio Brew Week and also the president of the Athens Homebrewers Association. So uh, Tina and I went up there, and we were very pleased to have Weston invite us into his home and we set up our equipment and we got a great interview with those guys so here it is uh once again Ohio Brew Week coming up starting this Friday and uh here's the interview with Weston and Jody from Ohio Brew Week Hi again, everybody. Mike Cisneros back with you here on Cincy Brewcast. And joining me uh, on this special interview that we're going to have right now is uh, Tina Cisneros. Tina, uh, thanks for being with us again. Thanks for having me. And uh, joining us, uh, we are going to be featuring Ohio Brew Week. It's coming up uh, this starting this Friday uh, here in Athens, Ohio. Tina, Tina and I have made the special trip up to Athens to meet with Weston Lombard, who is the executive director of Ohio Brew Week. Weston, welcome. Thanks for having me, Mike. And also uh, Jody Grinnert, uh, a board member of Ohio Brew Week, and he's also the president of the Athens Home Brewing Club. Jody, good afternoon. How are you? Glad to be here. Uh, excellent. We're so happy to be here. We're glad that you enjoy, uh, you invited us up here to Athens. Uh, we're actually recording in Weston's home, beautiful, uh, in a sort of a rustic area of uh, Athens, Ohio, a little bit outside of town. But uh, so nice that you were... Uh, you invited us up here. And uh, first of all, Weston, uh, the first thing I wanted to talk about is it's the 10th anniversary of Ohio Brew Week. And why don't you get started by telling us what it means to get to the 10th anniversary. Yeah, it, takes, it's, it's, it takes a lot to get to the 10th anniversary of anything, in my opinion. And you can also give us a little bit about your background, how you got involved, and uh, and what your job is, is uh, what, what your main focus is as executive, uh, as executive director of the uh, festival. Oh, thanks, Mike. I've actually, I've been the executive director for two years, and I know a limited amount of Brew Week history before then, so my main role has been, I, I took it over um, from Dan Gates, who had run the event for the, the first eight years. Um, Jody and the team, they brought me on, and I basically had to, I had to learn the event, figure out what, what it was exactly, and uh, just get, get through the ninth year. Um, I think it went really well, and this, this is the first year I've really understood what I was doing and so that this for the 10th anniversary I'm I'm putting my personal touch on the event and and I think producing a, a, a really good good event whether it you know um, perfectly embodies all 10 years of brew week or not I, I don't know but it will it will <laughs> yeah yeah well, Jody, are you confident talking about some of the earlier days and, and just exactly? But one of the things that I wanted to do is bring it around to, uh, because there, you know, 
there weren't a lot of brewers 10 years ago. I mean, just frankly, there weren't a lot of brewers and maybe one or two in the Cincinnati area. And we always wanted to bring it back to Cincinnati. So talk about some of the uh, past and some of what the, what the, especially what the Cincinnati area brewers have meant to the brew week over the years. Uh, the event's grown exponentially uh, in, in the past 10 years, along with the craft beer industry itself. Um, it seems like, you know, you read about a new brewery opening, in, whether it's Cincy or Columbus or Cleveland area, just about every week. Um, we, uh, so, you know, the, uh, Ohio Brew Week more or less started as a way 10 years ago to uh, sort of keep keep the, uh, the bars and, and the... Uh, folks in town going during the summer when all of our students would leave at Ohio University. Um, since then, it's just taken on a life of its own. It's, it's become a destination for craft brewers and people who love craft beer. Uh, every, every year, they seem to bookmark their time to spend a couple of days in Athens during Ohio Brew Week in the summertime. Well, and, you know, I mean, that's part of the reason we're up here. We would have loved to come during the week itself. There's other things going on down in Cincinnati that, you know, uh, divide my attention anyway. But we did want to get up here and talk about, you know, the festival itself. So tell us a little bit about what's going to happen uh, this year. And you said something, uh, Weston, about putting your own personal sort of mark on it. So what are some of the things that we might be able to expect that uh, that, that will have your personal touch on it, so to speak? Yeah, well, we'll start the, the week, as always, with our signature kickoff event at the OUN, the Rock and Roast, Elevator Brewing Company, bringing a specialty beer, barbecue, all that. Um, from there, um, I've, I'm working with the 30 Mile Meal is a a new Athens organization that promotes local food. Um, so we've sort of collaborated with them to also feature 30 mile meal weeks during Ohio Brew Week. So we'll have Ohio craft beer, local food, um, and sort of local art and craft vendors all week at different venues. Um, I've also um, planned, we've done this event, uh, the Brew for a long time. Um, I've gotten to know some of the breweries pretty well and um, have invited a lot of the ones I'm particularly close with down to this event and gotten a great uh, local band, the Wild Honeybees, to play. So we're going to have an outdoor music and beer festival, um, again featuring 30 mile meal food carts. We've got some, some local folks who do entirely Athens sourced food. Um, burgers and all that and i think one of the great things about the event having been here uh, the last couple of years myself is the is the locality is the local flavor you bring all of these brewers in from all over the state of ohio from cleveland to cincinnati columbus uh youngstown you know it, and, and three and, of our own this yeah year. and three and three local uh athens breweries which we'll talk about uh, everybody knows the great name jackie o's but there's a couple of more that are joining the uh, party this year and uh, we'll talk to you jody about that in a Minute. But that's what I like about this is that it, it exposes all of these people from all over the state to just what a great town Athens is. People that go to OU, I know uh, we've had a, my family's had a, you know, a, a very intimate involvement with Ohio University having sent four of my family members here. So we know, you know, we kind of know about Athens, but it really exposes the town to people from all over the state. Well, and I think that's probably a question that you guys get, you know, occasionally, if not a lot, is of all of the places in Ohio to hold Ohio Brew Week, Cincinnati, Columbus, Cleveland, um, places like that, why such a kind of small, I mean, I kind of know the answer, but people out there might not. Um, so kind of why, why Athens? What's the, you know, 
Yeah, I think there's a, a number of appeals to Athens. One thing is um, <coughs> almost all of our venues are within walking distance. Downtown has maybe 15 plus bars and yeah. dozens of restaurants. <laughs> um, and we're even opening up uh, Bromley Hall, the student residency. You can actually sleep uptown this year. Oh, um, really? And, that's cool. And never never leave Court Street if you no don't, driving. If you don't want to. Wow, that's, that's awesome. awesome. Um, yeah, additionally, Athens is just sort of, you know, this great alternative local food hub. And um, we've got, you know, we got a local winery, three local breweries. We've got a new cider house, um, a mead hall. Um, a lot of beer geeks here. A lot of beer Athens. geeks, yeah. 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 Well, and I imagine, too, because we have Cincinnati Beer Week in Cincinnati, and that sort of is all over the city, and you have to kind of, there's a lot of driving you have to do, a lot of traveling you have to do for something like that, and to have it all in basically one kind of main drag is really definitely um, helpful, We're small I'm sure. And intimate. Yes, well, well, exactly. Well, speaking of beer... <laughs> do it i'm i'm getting parched over here been talking <laughs> for about five minutes. beware beware podcasters bearing gifts uh what we've brought up uh some of the cincy uh a couple of the cincy beers of course we have brought an old favorite of ours and uh one that um, is well known around cincinnati uh just really a little bit over a year old as far as a craft beer entry goes but um, very quickly became one of the favorites and one of the uh one of the top beers in Cincinnati is the Mount Carmel Brewing uh, Imperial IPA. And I'm so. pouring a glass of that as we speak. And then the well, can well. that we the can that we cracked. We all poured our, our beer into our glasses. Well, I was just gonna drink the old rounding third here from Mad Tree. They're 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 the first uh, brewer in the state of Ohio to uh, to uh, distribute and and can their beers, so I figured that we would can, uh, we would uh, I would just drink the old rounding third out of the can here. Well, and we um, know that um, both of these guys, um, Mount Carmel Brewing Company, has been at Ohio Brew Week kind of the longest, I believe, yep. as far as Cincinnati breweries were the it's the oldest, as you know, still producing mm-hmm. um, Cincinnati brewery. So um, that was kind of the first thing that I noticed when I walked into Mount Carmel Brewery was they had the Ohio Brew Week plaques on the walls for, um, I forget exactly what their award is, but I know that they're pretty active. And then Mad Tree as well, they are just a couple of years old as far as breweries go. But it seems like last year when I was here, they really seemed to make their mark. Um, what, you know, people really seem to like those beers as well. So um, so do you, do you have anything kind of to say about Cincinnati breweries as far as... Well, a few um, years back, uh, we had um, the uh, the head of Christian Moorline came and was our, our um, keynote speaker. Um, his name escapes me now. It's, it's um, many brain cells ago. Um, he's an OU grad. Greg, Greg Hardman. Greg, Greg Hardman. Hardman. Yeah, Greg yeah. Hardman, yeah. Pardon me, Greg. <laughs> Sorry, Greg. Yeah, it should have popped right into my yeah. head, too. Um, uh, yeah. Um, he, he was our featured speaker and, and talked about the, um, uh, this was maybe three or four years ago, the then- you know, continuing to blossom uh, Cincinnati craft beer scene, and I know uh, the landscape's kind of changed since then. Um, so yeah, we've we've got connections, uh, Cincinnati <laughs> connections going back for years. Mount Carmel, like you said, wonderful. Um, um, well, and it's and just fun to Cincinnati. look at the schedule for this year and see all sorts of names that weren't on there last year. Absolutely. Old Firehouse Brewery, Urban Artifact, I saw mm-hmm. they're having some events with them. I saw their They're going to um, help little... us judge in our home homebrew uh, competition this year, a couple oh, of representatives awesome. from uh, Urban Artifact. Wonderful. So. so so yeah, it is a lot of fun just as somebody who's active in the Cincinnati 
craft beer community to see all of these kind of beloved names on your list and feel like you're really kind of your your city is becoming known in the state of Ohio and beyond as a beer city. So that's very cool to me. And, you know, I have to throw it out to Jackie O's. They sort of helped uh, establish our, mm. our craft beer scene here, and they're beloved by, you know, I, I think beer geeks all over Ohio. They well, come here for and not only beloved, but I cannot tell you how many, I mean, there's at least a half a dozen uh, craft Brewers in Cincinnati that have a direct connection. The guys from Fifty West went to OU. Yep. Uh, n- uh, none other than from Urban Artifact. Uh, Josh Elliott uh, mentioned that his drinking a Jackie O's beer made him want to get into craft brewing mm-hmm. <laughs> to throw over every every other career choice that he that he had out there ahead of him and and going to craft brewing. That's that's. That's a re- that's not only a that's a responsibility and an honor and it, you know a lot of different things rolled into one. So that's pretty that's pretty remarkable that people that Jackie O's has made such an impact on people. And I, I think years from now, you know, that's that's uh, that's been a, a sort of a connection that all of our OU alumni have had. Uh, they remember going uptown and uh, uh, sitting in Jackie O's and having a beer. You know, a couple of years from now, the the ones that graduate will remember Jackie O's as well as you know going across town to Devil's Kettle Brewing and to Little Fish and having a beer there and, and remembering, in fact, that wow, in Athens you could get every kind of beer uh, in this little town that I went to school. So. They go from they they come in they come in with natty light as as freshmen and they go out with uh, oil of Aphrodite and dark apparition and when they're seniors I guess they're at o- OU. Our mission. Um, Tell us a little bit. You talked. Uh, you just. We just glossed over. We talked a lot about Jackie O's. You just glossed over the um, two newest breweries in Athens, which I had not heard of. We just passed by the Devil's Kettle uh, as we were on our way out here, and uh, she, had, uh, Tina, had said, mentioned she'd heard of it, but I hadn't heard of it. And then you bring us uh, a wonderful gift from the uh, 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 the Little Fish Brewing Company, which you said is not even opening until this week. Tell us. Tell us about both of those. Well, I, I can say a little bit about Little Fish. I actually um, have known the two gentlemen who are opening that since I was a kid. They both grew up in Athens. Um, Sean White, who's their head brewer, he went out to, to Oregon and got his brewing education out there. Came back, worked for Jackie O's a little bit, um, and now he's off doing his own thing. Um, they're specializing in farmhouse ales, um, and I, you know I actually haven't... Haven't tried them yet, so I'm looking forward to this. <laughs> They're I'm very excited. I'm sure they right out of the tank. Well, um, let's get a let's get a glass real quick. <laughs> 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 a couple of glasses. What's your impressions on the what gentlemen? What's your impressions on the rounding third? First of all, it, it, it is it, this is delicious. I'm not I'm not familiar with this beer, but it's it's very bready. Uh, mm-hmm. Lots of uh, citrus hops in the nose. They obviously they. Uh, thoroughly dry hop this baby. Uh, well, now that is what. Uh, let's see. Did you pour the browning third in the glass? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. All yeah, right. we're all because I poured my I poured my uh, imperial uh, my Mount Carmel imperial in my glass, and then I'm just drinking the rounding third out of the can. Uh, I'm a big red. I like Irish reds. I'm a big red beer fan anyway, and the red IPA is 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 just fantastic, I think. I it, really it, like it. It is delicious. It's got a nice uh, bready aspect to it uh, from the 
from the uh, caramel malts that they put in there for the red color. Mm. Um, it's, it's this is a great beer. It's very drinkable. It's very. I like very beers that are I like beers that are drinkable, and it certainly is very drinkable. Yeah, all of Mad Tree stuff. My wife's been bringing home a different Mad Tree beer every week. <laughs> Who we when we met her earlier mentioned yeah, she's yeah, from sure. Cincinnati, graduate of Ursuline Academy. Go go Lions. Go Lions. Yeah, and and not drinking the Mad Tree just because of the affiliation. She she likes their beer a lot. Um, and another little shout out for Mad Tree. Last year at Brew Week, our keynote speaker was Joe Tucker from RateBeer.com. Um, and I took him on a sort of an informal uh, pub crawl doing a we tasting. We saw you. Did you? Yeah. Oh, great. <laughs> we, we saw you guys at the Cider House. Nice. Yeah. 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 Uh, sorry. Continue. But we went sorry. up uh, to the J Bar where Mad Tree will be again with Listerman, where they've been featured for a while. But the two of them uh, collaborated <laughs> on a, they call it a Cranberry Gosa. Right. And, uh, yeah. Blackberry. Yeah. Blackberry, Blackberry, Blackberry goes, that's right. right. Um, but Joe Tucker said he, he thought that was the best beer at, at Brew Week, and I don't think we ever told Mad Tree. The Madman, yeah, the Madman, that was, uh, yeah, and Listerman, we just did a show out of there a few weeks ago, and, and those guys over there are terrific. I mean, all the guys at Listerman we really are good friends with, too. Well, so. and if Joe Tucker is interested, they are releasing very, very similar, um, which we actually are going to talk about, we probably will have already talked about on the show by the time. We roll this interview in. Right, we'll have drank um, that by now. But um, the they're, they're releasing something very, very similar in cans soon. It's going to be called Shade, and it's a Blackberry Goza, and it's almost exactly the same as um, the Madman. They just kind of removed the Listerman affiliation with it, not for any reason other than just you know. It's not a collaboration. We're going to can this beer and we're going to send it out. So, um, so. If he is interested, he'll be happy to know that it will soon become widely available. Before we get too far along, let me rewind to, you were asking about the uh, the other brewery in town. Uh, yes, yes. Weston talked a little bit about uh, Little Fish Brewing. He's got a connection there. Um, uh, Devil's Kettle Brewing uh, opened about a month ago. Uh, they have a tap room. They're brewing out of a facility on Columbus Road in Athens. Uh, Cameron Fuller is uh, owner-operator of that one. He's a California transplant. And he is a friend of mine. He, he actually uh, started out in our homebrew club, the Athens Homebrew Club, um, brewing his beers. And uh, we, we were just crazy about the stuff that he put out. Um, he's he's uh, opened with a 20-barrel uh, facility. and That's pretty, that's pretty big that's for a startup. That's pretty big for a startup. Uh, and his, uh, his niche is sort of going to be, he, 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 in his words, he likes to... Uh, he likes to cater to beer drinkers, not beer sippers. So he mm. he likes having some sessionable brews that you can sit down sit down and have a couple of a uh, and not you know wilt in the and that means probably log, some loggers and yeah, some pilsners and and I, I'm I'm always <laughs> talking up craft brewers doing loggers and pilsners mm-hmm. because if you can do them right, they're they are the classic beer styles. Yeah. They're some of the best beers that you can drink anywhere just now in cincinnati some of the craft brewers are starting to i think find their feet and be able to brew some really good pilsners jackie o's has got the uh, penny's pills which is fantastic no that's um, no or not jackie o's uh, 50 west, 50 west. i'm sorry jackie o's the has the pill sauce uh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> don't get him started on don't the pill get me started on the pill sauce. i regret bringing it up and uh, so yeah, I mean, I and I think that's important. I think that's important. Well, and I sort beer. of think at this point, don't you think it's a little bit hipster for craft breweries to be doing lagers and pilsners at this point? Because you know, the whole thing with craft was to get away from the light American lagers and to get away from you know the the Miller Lite pilsners and things like that. And now, so now it's almost a little bit like kind of the pendulum is swinging back the other way. 
It is. Um, it, it takes extra. It takes extra tank space. It takes extra time. Extra storage space. Uh, it's, there's it's nowhere a, to hide. There's in beer nowhere style. to hide with all the ingredients and then and the yeast esters and so forth. If you if you mess up a pilsner uh, or one of the other lagers, you're gonna taste it. So it, See, it takes more careful attention to all the details. I would say. I think it's a. I mean, I I look at it as a graduation of sorts. Absolutely. For craft brewers. And I also look at it as if you're going to go after the big boys, you want to beat them on the battleground where they live. So if you're going to go after AB and Coors and Morrison and Molson and the rest of them, you have to brew a lager and or a Pilsner that competes directly with them. And I think a lot of the craft brewers are starting to take up the gauntlet. Absolutely. Yeah, I, I love it. I think at Jackie O's now, there, there's something for everyone. It's not you know, just craft beer lovers. I can bring a friend who doesn't you know, drinks Budweiser all the time and they'll find something they like as well. Well, when we had our interview with uh, Dan Listerman a couple weeks ago, he sort of said basically that there's a whole, there's this whole world of Bud Light drinkers or, you know, that just needs to be tapped and harvested. And um, that, you know, it was kind of one of my favorite quotes that has ever been on the show was, um, you know, you never hear anybody saying, Oh, I used to drink craft beer, but that sucks, and I'm back to Budweiser now. <laughs> like, yeah, if, you, I, if you meet one of those, I'd like to. <laughs> right, like exactly. To Nobody actually goes Ooh. back to. So, um, so yeah, it's definitely sort of an untapped market that all these people have to have. That all these breweries have to come out with a sort of gateway beer for the Bud Light drinkers um, to kind of be able to just get those people in the door and get them um, drinking their product instead of, you know, a big beer company's product. So, Weston, let's bring it back a little bit to Ohio Brew Week again. Uh, and if you wouldn't mind, uh, just discussing and, and sort of, again, combining with the <coughs> Cincinnati aspect of it, if you can, off the off the top of your head, let us know where some of the Cincinnati brewers are going to be uh, here in Athens during Brew Week. Yeah, so Rheingeist will be featured at Popper's Bar. Um, we've got Listerman and Madtree at the J-Bar. Um, Christian Moorline will be on um, the one we the one we were at for uh mikey when we took mikey uh oh, you i think the, the cat's eye cat's eye that's cat's it eye. yeah Christian cat's Moorline eye that's where they the were last year mm -hmm. mount carmel is all over the place all over. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah bw3's um special event at the pigskin they're gonna aren't they gonna have a um they're gonna have the tasting at Kroger, which they've tasting had at Kroger. for They'll be at the years. the Crystal as well. Um, and does it isn't um, oh not I saw it one of the I always get them confused and I don't want to misspeak, um, but I saw there was a schedule in here for. She's referring I'm now to the, the to the very handsome uh, Ohio Brew Week. Um, we call it program. The program. Yeah. Um, but just, yeah, some more urban artifact. They're going to be um, at the Pigskin, also at um, the Red Brick and the Millstone Barbecue in, in Logan. Not to exclude anybody, but I'm, I'm eager to try urban artifact. It's, that's a, brewery, a new brewery oh, that casa. I'm not familiar with. That's what I think of. I, 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 think, you'll find, I think you'll find it uh, outstanding. Uh, we've, uh, we've dis we talked with them uh, in an earlier program. We've tasted a lot of their beers. Uh, they're, what, are they, what are they kind of? What's their? They're name? Sa they're sours and wild. Excellent. So wild culture. Uh, they just introduced a wild yeast. Uh, I believe a double IPA. 
last week. And then their their core styles mostly are sours. Uh, they've got a Goza called Harrow. They've got a Berliner Weiss called um, Finn. Finn. Uh, so and what's the, there's the other the other one or they two. They have a clothesline saison, um, but I don't think that's a sort of a flagship. Um, the well, there was the 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 Cincinnati Common or no the. They they have That's not, not they have not been able to produce. So things the have changed Kentucky a little bit Common. since we Kentucky Common. Yeah. Um, so things have changed a little bit since we talked to them, but they're all of their beers are just phenomenal. Um, I'm impressed with everything. So if you haven't had Urban Artifact yet, I'm looking you will, forward and, to And you're a fan of the styles. You're a fan of you know sours, saisons, yeah. things the like wild that. Wild stuff. Um, wild stuff. You'll you'll definitely a beer appreciate geeks, it. Beer geek. Mm-hmm. And then I believe Old Firehouse is participating maybe for the first time this year or have well, they yes. been? Yeah. Yeah. So, the first time. And uh, we we uh, just did a live show out of there last week, and you'll love, you know that. Uh, you know what Adam Cowan is doing there is mostly is is beers that they he said beers that we like to drink and uh, but they're all solid style solid IPA solid you'll really like the Burning Bush Raspberry Blonde mm-hmm. uh, which is very very good he said they use what 110 gallons of, of or 110 raspberry, pounds of raspberry, of raspberry puree, puree in there in that so um, so uh, yeah, I mean, you guys will really, really enjoy a lot of the, what's what a lot of the Cincinnati brewers are putting out right now. So. I can't wait to try them all. I don't know about you, but <laughs> <laughs> I believe that's one of my favorite things of <laughs> yeah. the. You just got to pace yourself. One of my you know? favorite things of Brew Week is the checklist, where you can check off everything. And I think I had pretty close to all of them last year. We're working year. on the checklist now, and I don't think you'll be able to check them all off in <laughs> nine days this year. I will take that as a challenge. And by the way, I'm not a huge. Saison sort of farmhouse ale guy, but I think this uh, this uh, again big fish, Pretty solid little, little, fish. Uh, little fish, little fish, uh, very excellent, very and refreshing. I'm a huge Saison fan, uh, it's and got, I just love it. It's got a little like bit fantastic. of Hefeweizen uh, taste to it, mm-hmm. the banana esters and so forth in it, and I, I I think it's really outstanding. I think it's really really good. So it's funky, it's refreshing, it's fairly light, I think. Um, and a little weird. Yeah, and I think it's, it's, it's <laughs> not very, too weird. It's very weird. drinkable. I, I, you know, I think it's it's not too much of an acquired taste. I think everyone could mm-hmm. enjoy this. Definitely. And Little Fish, one of their claims to fame is uh, is is using uh, as many local ingredients as they can. Uh, obviously, this if I could be mistaken, but this one I believe has spelt in it. Ohio grown spelt. Wow. Yeah, right. Ohio grown spelt, and you know, of course, we didn't grow the uh, the Belgian yeast here, but. Uh, <laughs> Um, I, I don't know if he got a hold of local hops for this one, but um, he tries to source as many local ingredients as he and can. And what's what's their um, capacity at? at ten, the local, they're, they're a ten barrel. They're ten barrel, yeah. so they're a little bit more closer to the nano brew sort yeah. of uh, yeah. uh, boutique brewing. But that's a that's becoming a big trend, isn't it? That's it something is, that's, and you know, I, 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 let me throw this out. I, I totally forgot about this. We we actually have four four breweries. Uh, in the area, if you count up the road in Nelsonville, about 15 minutes, uh, there is a new nano brewery uh, starting called uh, Multiple Brewing. Uh, owner, uh, co-owner, operator Jason Warren. He's not going to be open in time for Brew Week, but he's going to be joining us for a new brewers panel that we're having on Wednesday with um, the Devil's Kettle uh, folks and the uh, Little Fish and Jackie uh, Little Fish folks. You know, we'll we'll get to talk to all the local nano breweries and or breweries that are opening or are open.
everybody, Mike Cisneros here, and as a craft beer lover, you want the same thing I do. The finest in handmade lagers, ales, and stouts. But do you take the time to think about whether the same care and attention has been given to the treats you feed your dog? Well, I'm here to tell you about Brewhouse Dog Bones, made from the same wholesome malted barley that you'll find in the delicious beers from many of Cincy's finest craft breweries. Brewhouse Dog Bones are handmade in small batches using just three additional natural ingredients, peanut butter, organic eggs, and brown rice flour. So you know your best friend is enjoying almost the same great craft experience that you do. And Brewhouse Dog Bones are not only good for your dog, they're good for our community because they offer real-world training and a work co-op experience for developmentally disabled young adults ages 18 to 22 through the New Richmond, Sycamore, Marymount, and Oak Hill school districts. Brewhouse Dog Bones are available in the distinctive brown paper sacks with the red dog bone at some of Cincy's finest craft tap rooms, including Mount Carmel Brewing Company, Listerman Triple Digit Brewing in Cincinnati, and Old Firehouse Brewing in Williamsburg and great pet stores like Newtown Feed and Supply and Earthwise Pet Supply in Montgomery. For more information about Brewhouse Dog Bones, to carry Brewhouse in your tap room or pet store, or to find out how your school district can participate in the Brewhouse Dog Bones program, just contact Lisa Graham by visiting www.brewhousedogbones.com. Give your dog the craft experience with Brewhouse Dog Bones. Hey, you know, it may be summer, but that just means it's the right time to start thinking about the uniform needs for your fall and winter sports teams. Whether it's some new embroidered gear bags for your Junior Olympics Volleyball Club, new silkscreen warm-up hoodies for your fall baseball team, or a completely new look for your men's or women's basketball team, ECG can work with you to capture your team's unique style. From retro to totally modern, Eastgate Custom Graphics team design experts can help you to stand out on the field or court. And with great brands like Nike, Port Authority, Hanes, and more, ECG has the names your players want to wear. It's not too early to think about back to school either, and ECG has all your spirit wear needs covered. We have gear from Turpin, Anderson, Glen Estee, and more, and if you don't see it, just ask, and Eastgate Custom Graphics will design it for you. Eastgate Custom Graphics is located at 4459 Mount Carmel Tabasco Road, right next to St. Veronica Church. Talk to Don Hall or any of the other fine folks at ECG at 513-528-7944, or visit www.ecgraphics.com. Dot com and customize your look today. Asked and answered. All right, everybody, we will get back to part two of our extensive interview with uh, with uh, Weston Lombard and. Uh, and uh, and uh, <laughs> there there goes my memory Jody again. Grinnert. Jody Grinnard again uh, from Ohio Brew Week in just a few minutes. But uh, we're going to put last week's asked and answered question to bed, and also bring up a new one this week. And the one from last week was, uh, "What is last the week? Two cr- weeks ago? Three yeah, weeks two weeks ago. ago. Three weeks ago. Three, is, I think it's been a month at this point. <laughs> Time for a new asked and answered. Leave me alone. We'll, we'll, we will. We will." <laughs> It's coming tonight. Man. Is it coming in like three minutes? Is t- this is a tough room, isn't it? Rumor has Are, it it's tying in I think, with you that know prize what, I, I think you people know are starting to get drunk I th- I think we, I think we spent a little too much time together today, Dad. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> I think that's what it is. I still love you because I've only been here for a couple hours. <laughs> anyway, the damn question was, 
What is a beer that you had before that you would like to have again but have not had the opportunity, whether it's a local beer, national beer, something from way out of town that you can't get a hold of, one-off, local, seasonal, that's you can't wait for it to come around again? And we had a couple, you know, we had a couple of more answers. And what we did get from uh, BAS Beer Man, uh, Adam over at Blue Ass Shell. Who I met on uh, Saturday. Did Lovely you, human. Did, did you stop into the shell? No, he oh. he stalked me down at Madtree. Oh. <laughs> did you, you big-time him? You big-time him, No, him, I did not big-time him. You big-time him. You said... What, Adam, you said, please tell them how nice I was. You said, you said, do you know who I am? <laughs> I'm Tina Cisneros from Cincy Brewcast, damn it. <laughs> no, I did not do that at all. Everybody knows who she is because of that hair. Yeah, I know. There you go. The I'm pink is say. easy to identify. Anyway, he said that well, the one that he was that he would like to have again if he could ever get the opportunity it was called black and brood and i guess it's a coffee coffee ipa or something of that nature from from samuel adams he said it was in a, uh, a variety pack that they had offered uh, at one point and uh, i feel like i've it, had that and I, I don't i don't think i got it in a variety pack i think it was at like jungle gym's beer fest or something one year i'm trying to remember but i feel like i've had it but he sent us a picture of the bottle Mm-hmm. And so if anybody's listening out there that has connections with Sam Adams, uh, if you ever make it again, you've got at least one big fan of it. Uh, and I'm sure There's he'll carry it over at the Blue Ash Shell. <laughs> um, <laughs> so. Yeah, he's the beer man. How, how, how can he not get it back into the Blue Ash Shell? J.M. Hammond chimed in with uh, Pliny the Younger, which I've never gotten a chance to try. Yeah, the Pliny, uh, the Pliny series is, a, is, is kind of a holy grail of, of sorts of the craft, craft beer industry. There's a few... You know, there's a few out there: Pliny the Younger, Pliny the Elder. Uh, Elder. There's some of the uh, Hill Farmstead from Vermont, um, and uh, actually, in a little bit of a preview, uh, it's the it was uh, was uh, we, we, got, asked, we asked the question of both Weston and Jody uh, in our interview today. You'll hear it uh, coming up here in a few minutes. Uh, the second part of our interview with those guys from Ohio Brew Week, but uh, Jody mentioned uh, Hetty Topper, mm-hmm. yeah, which you've had, right. Okay. We so. got a dragon stout from Orkney something or other. It rolled off the screen too Orkney. quick. Um, uh, I think it was in Scotland. Oh, that's like Scottish. That. I think oh, that's wow. Scottish, yeah. And then um, the 92 Bourbon County Stout, which I think we've had a couple weeks in a row. Right, Although you right. can keep answering. Right, I mean, yeah, we'll take it. Uh, and um, we mentioned uh, we mentioned ours. We, we love the Obsidian uh, from uh, Mount Carmel, and then mine. If I ever get out to Albuquerque, New Mexico again, I'll definitely be having a trying to see if they have the Wilderness American Pale Ale flavored with uh, spruce and pine tips. So you know, I'll pull another I mean, one out this week, um, and this is probably gonna lose me some credibility as far as craft beer goes but i i've spent a lot of time trying to recreate my first memory of beer and we discussed that we discussed it on the very first episode and also the first episode you know that that miller genuine draft the first time i mean it wasn't the strohs was the the first oh i think it was the strohs that that was the first beer i had the first whole beer but the first memory i have of beer was a miller genuine draft at my grandpa's house i used to drink a little of that back in the day and the only i like i i the only way I can even come close to recreating that memory of beer is it has to be really hot outside. It has to be a really light beer. Any of them kind of work. And you have to get done doing some kind of physical, be it mowing the grass or something like that. And if you get it really cold and you crack it open, there's a there's a very brief moment where I catch that, 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 that 
memory of that first sip of beer. So I, that's beautiful. That's, I, that's really cool. Yeah, I, I try to get that a lot. But. I would love it if a craft brewer out there would go out, find the recipe, uh, do the absolute best he could to try to re- recreate the original Stroh's, the one brewed in Detroit with Detroit beautiful, wonderful, delicious, and healthful Detroit River water. <laughs> And just, I mean, that to me, that was just, it was just so crisp and clean and bite. It had that bite, had that high, had a little bit of that noble hop in it. And uh, I just thought it was true. All right. That's enough of that one. We, we beat the death out of this, <laughs> this question. The you are going to get a little bit more of it. They're still rolling in on Periscope. You are going to, well, what else would else we a, have? It? A Belgian IPA from Tampa Bay Brewing. And then um, the original Weedemann, which I would, you know, I never got to try it, but I'd love to try. You know, another. Weed. I'd love to try any of those original. That sounds recipes. like that sounds like a brew project. I think is getting a bunch of Cincinnati craft brewers together and seeing if they could recreate the original kind of beers that, you know, kind of put Cincy. As its status of a brewing city, you, you know they probably won't. I don't know about the original Shaneland you know, man. Like, I, I, sure, right. Or red, ha- or red, curious. red top. Mm, I don't know about red top or top hat. Ooh, man, that was nasty too. Uh, before we completely get off, you got of me this, a top hat shirt for Christmas. Well, yeah. I know, but it's still nasty beer. I don't care what bottle they put it in. I just uh, try it. The last one, and I, I was totally remiss in not mentioning this earlier but but when i was in we were fortunate enough about uh, 15 years ago to be able to go to uh bruges belgium bruges bruges brussels and or belgium which is you know i guess an ancestral home of a lot of people that love craft beer i mean it's a you know it's a beer destination in and of itself it's it's a wonderful place to visit and when we were in bruges i I drank something from the charles quint brewery called kaiser carl and um, it's quite easily the best beer I've ever had. Just absolutely delicious. Uh, a fantastic Belgian double, a little bit dark on the dark side, and uh, just terrific. So, and if anybody knows where I could get some in the United States, I would be, you know, www.cincybrewcast.com. Leave a, leave a comment because I would love, love, love to be able to have that again. All right, that's it. No more of that. We have a new question. And that involves and it's good. the beautiful prize package down here, courtesy of Ohio Brew Week. Um, we were uh, given a we have a T-shirt for you. Question. <laughs> God bless America. <laughs> yes, a new it's question. A month in the Can making. Yay! <laughs> and it is, what is your favorite craft beer tap room you've ever been to outside the state of Ohio. And for those of you who answer, everybody's eligible, but the person who will win the Ohio Brew Week prize pack, which includes a t-shirt, a pint glass, a can koozie, and the beautiful 10th anniversary edition collector's item, uh, uh, Ohio Brew Week program, uh, we'll, we'll go to the uh, responder on Twitter uh, at Cincy Brewcast, uh, Cincy on. Brewcast on Facebook, on Periscope r- right now, and next week, or uh, uh, give us an email, uh, Cincy Brewcast at gmail.com, and also on uh, 
on Cincy Brew, uh, www.cincybrewcast.com. Or just catch us out drinking around town. Catch us out drinking. <laughs> Find what? me at Madry. What? Let me know. Okay. <laughs> yes. Yeah, oh. and we're also going to put it on Instagram. So if you want to co- find the picture of the prize pack on Instagram and leave your comment there, you can do that as well. We're going to tweet the picture. We're going to let you see what and our, what all it is. Our it, social media director. and our crack staff. Not our staff on crack, but our crack staff will uh, do their best to uh, will do our best to determine the farthest craft beer tap room that people have actually ever visited out there. You know. This is kind of like golf or Boy Scouts or something like that. You know, be honest. You know, uh, don't tell us you've been to Brew Dogs in, in Aberdeen if you have not been to Brew Dogs. If we find uh, out you lied, we will punch you in the stomach. Uh, uh, you we'll know, saw you in half with a butter knife. But uh, we want to thank all of our And it's funny. We're doing a question that's kind of not about Ohio craft beer and what our, 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 our prize is, package you know, for, is from Ohio. It's from Ohio Brew Week. Craft beer is about pulling things from other places into this community. You know, it's right, Cincinnati right. didn't invent beer. You know, right. It comes from other places. So it's fun to see what people bring back and what their tastes are and what they. Well, no. What about yours? Oh, the furthest. Uh, oh, not necessarily the furthest, just your favorite. Oh, you know the furthest you know, is you know I don't pick favorites. <laughs> Come on, even if it's not in even if it's not in Ohio. Um, no, I'd have to put some thought into that. I'm um, trying to think of mine. I always make sure I drop it. I stop at uh, Triple C Brewing in Charlotte, but can't say it's my favorite tap room that I've ever been to. I mean, my favorite Stephanie tap room well, is Magic Brewing Company. Furthest. Um, but I really liked Bell's. In Kalamazoo, um, that was a pretty good one. the uh, the farthest The farthest one I've been to, farthest ones I've been to, as I mentioned earlier, is, is in uh, New Mexico. Been to Santa Fe Brewing uh, in Santa Fe. Been to Marble Brewing and La Cumbre Brewing, and also uh, Second Street Brewing in Santa Fe. And then La Cumbre and Marble are in Albuquerque. The bet I think the best of, of those was probably marble. They have a really great tap room. They have an outdoor seating area that you can sit and drink. It's it's, it's just a really it's a kind of an industrial area. Um, but I think I think for atmosphere and kind of the history of it, um, I would have to go with uh, and and the way that the, the way the decor is inside, which is sort of German uh, beer skeller. Rathskeller sort of, of style is uh, the Sarasota Brewing Company in Sarasota, Florida. They've got a really uh, cool place. They've been there. They are a 19, I think they're 1985, so they even predate the class of 1988. Uh, they've been in the same location all that time. Uh, they've got everybody's steins up on the wall. They've got about anywhere i think the night we were there they had eight but i think they have up to 12 beers on tap at one time with their various um, styles all brewed on premises uh so i i, I really enjoyed sarasota brewing I liked, company i liked saltwater in delray beach too i kind of forgot about that one um because i had gone to it while we were doing the show still um and, and but that's a pretty good one as well for the record it's any tap room that you've been to craft brewery it doesn't matter if the beer sucked you can still come <laughs> <laughs> Well, but I, ha- I have a hard time imagining why anyone would right. why say would it it's be their your favorite, favorite tap room if the I mean, I guess shit. if the beer's no good, but the, the decor is nice, I think they've <laughs> missed it. The question, it was um, in Kauai. Hawaii. 
That's pretty far. So, but I mean, even if the beer's not that great, if you're sitting and what was the name of it? We if need you're, the name. If you're I on think, the beach, too. we need the name so we can. We'd like to have the name so we can verify. Right. So that we it can actually go. exists. Since um, there is uh, some loot on the line, we would like the name of the brewery. But so I can I can imagine if you're parked at the bottom of a volcano on the edge of a beach in Hawaii, even if the beer's okay. There's not a lot that's going to make anything bad in Hawaii. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> did we so, anyway. did we ever get uh, exactly what that brewery was called? Not yet. Well, come um, on, we, Periscope. He can uh, he can chime in um, on on Twitter or anything else too. Okay. So anyway, once and I again, am, I am writing down all your answers, so just keep them coming. So once again, the uh, the Ohio Brew Week uh, prize pack, the uh, the tenth uh, anniversary program, the uh, can the orange can koozie, the uh, pint, Ohio Brew Week pint glass, and the T-shirt, all coming your way for the question of the week on. Asked an answer. I had to find it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, okay. Well, let's get back to the interview. Um, we kind of left off uh, with uh, Weston Lombard, the executive director of Ohio Brew Week, and uh, Jody Grinnert, the uh, Ohio Brew Week board member and the president of the Athens uh, Home Brewers Association. We left off the interview talking about some of the new breweries coming online in Athens, and uh, the conversation turned to the bigger and bigger role home brewers are playing in the craft beer movement, not only in Ohio, but nationwide. So let's continue our Ohio Brew Week preview interview here on Cincy Brewcast. You run the home the homebrew uh, competition, I do. and it sounds it for- like a lot of graduates from the homebrew program are... Uh, from the homebrewing world are, are starting to drop into the into the you know to take the big step and tell me also what makes somebody take that step it's, ambition it's, and it's uh, different it's different for a lot of different is, people it, but you know I've actually thought about doing it myself I've kind of ruled it out uh, just uh, I don't know for a variety of reasons I, I think from what I've observed, and I'll, I'll use my buddy Cameron Fuller of Devil's Kettle Brewing here uh, kind of as an example. Young, lots of energy. Uh, I think Cameron's 30. Um, so he's, you know, he, he has a passion for brewing. Brewing. He makes great beer. I think that's the foundation of it. You know, if, you, if you're not careful with your, your brewing practices and your and your attention to the craft uh you know there's no sense in you trying to make it a career uh but also some intangibles like you know do you do it takes a lot of hard work uh-huh. to start a brewery and i think we'll learn this from our our uh, new brewing symposium panel um just the you know the uh, it's endless the the regulations you have to go through the buying of equipment the um uh, te- test batches that you have to brew, um, scrubbing the floors basically again and again and again, and the, and the fermenters and the brew kettles. Um, it's a lot of hard work, a lot of time, um, and and there I, I think there needs to be a lot of passion behind it, or you're not willing to put in all that time and hard work. So that's what I see with the folks that I've kind of encountered that are opening breweries. Um, maybe a lot I. I you know, I I, I, hate, I hesitate to say this, but I think there are so many new breweries opening around the country now. You can literally drive, you know, through the Midwest and pop into, you know, any county USA and see that they're opening a brewery or they're, they're thinking about opening or whatever. Um, 
I, I hope it's not true, but we might be sort of experiencing a little bit of a craft craft brewery bubble. Um, you're, one of the the, fir- you're one of the first people that we've talked to that's acknowledged that's that it's a possibility that because it's a possibility. most everybody else th- does I don't not want think to. so. I don't want to see any of these breweries go away. I want them all to stay. I, I'd hate to see anybody you know, not be able to make it, but there are just so many great local beers out there you know it makes me wonder wow is there is there enough thirst and appetite for for uh craft beer out there five years ago i'd said i would have said absolutely you know the more the better but uh i'm just seeing so many out there i'm just wondering you know how do you how do you uh, establish a niche in this market everybody seems like craft brewers want to try you know if i speak from my experience What's the next cool beer that I haven't tried? I know Jackie O's makes great beer. I know my, my friends at Little at Devil's Kettle make great beer. Little Fish makes great beer. I'm not going to confine myself to any of those three just because they're local. I'm going to keep buying whatever commercial beer that I haven't tried and hope that it's good and keep buying it and keep buying it and keep buying it. You know, what's Stone coming out with? What's, you know, you name the brewery. What are they coming out with? Um... It's it, it seems like craft beer drinkers are always after the next cool beer, and maybe that's what keeps the the culture going. But I'm wondering, is that how long will that sustain itself? I well, hope forever. I, mean, I hope forever. That's kind of a big that that question itself about the craft beer bubble. That's it's been a question since our very first show we've ever recorded, and it's been a topic of conversation at almost every tap room I've sat around you know just talked to a beer drinker for more than you know 10 minutes and it comes up and um you know I sort of I always was kind of along the same mindset that it's gonna pop there's gonna be breweries that aren't gonna make it until I started thinking about it this way and I can actually credit our um other colleague on the show the gnarly gnome for kind of making me see it this way that when you think of beer cities or beer, you know, beer places. I went to Michigan in January and I went to 15 breweries in three days and that was like missing some that I, you know, we, I didn't even get to Dark Horse. I didn't even get to certain places that I really wanted to, to get to. Um, so if you want to kind of frame your city's kind of tourism around beer tourism, um, I think that it's not even really a question. And you think about places like Portland, which, what is Portland, like 60 60 breweries just in like Mm. portland like proper um so i mean when you think about it that way it almost seems like well the more the merrier but it is kind of that is kind of the big kind of hot topic of how's the of the bubble and is there a bubble so um i hope it keeps growing growing and never well and that kind of brings me to my next question um obviously there's especially in cincinnati there's what are we up to now in cincinnati breweries Cincinnati's have fifth, down with great beer oh no we're like i think we're in the 20s 20. at the moment um and with new ones sort of popping up every day it seems like um so as craft beer grows especially craft beer in ohio cincinnati towns like that um ohio brew week is gonna grow so kind of what are the do you guys have any concerns about the growth are you gonna run out of venues are you gonna run out of staff are you going to you know how how are you guys been planning careful. to planning to adapt to the growth? It, it will be a challenge. I actually um, I, I met a man at Devil's Kettle coincidentally yesterday whose uh, hobby was collecting lists of craft breweries around Ohio and obviously tasting 
everything. Um, his list was over 200 breweries, uh, microbreweries, macrobreweries. Um, I was aware of maybe 110 mm-hmm. in Athens or in Ohio. So the, certainly there will be more breweries next year. Every year more of them want to participate in Ohio Brew Week. And we're a great canvas for, for new brewers. <laughs> well, but does that, that, well, that begs the question then, are, is at some point, are you going to have to curate this? At some point, are you going to have to limit based on size? At some point, are you going to have to limit based on some other criteria that, you know? We, we, don't, have, we don't have plans yet. It's, it's not a problem. We, this year, we have 45 breweries, which is the most we've ever had. Um, one of my jobs is to place all the breweries around town and make sure they all have adequate tap handle distribution to you know, feel, feel good about making the trip down. Um, doing more breweries than that would be tough. Um, so you know, if you so want to we'll participate see. next year, <laughs> sign, sign up early. Well, and that's kind of my early. next question. Um, I, th- it's just sort of a question that I've always wondered because I've been coming to, I've been doing Ohio Brew Week for a while, um, both in my time as a student here and then when I graduated, I kept coming back because it's just got that you know it's so fun it's got that just charm quite a vibe yeah absolutely um and so just me personally but also to anybody listening who might be interested what exactly is the process of as a brewery participating in ohio brew week is there good question yeah so uh well breweries sponsor sponsor the event um and in exchange we um we place their beers around town. Um, we try to get them hotel rooms to make sure they come down, help them with organizing events and that sort of thing. Um, and then give them the opportunity to vend, st- on the, vend beer on the street at our last call mm-hmm. street festival. Um, Which is so fun Saturday if you haven't the been 18th to it. Saturday <laughs> the this year, yes, yes. Um, and then they, they get advertisement space in mm-hmm. our program and you know, we try to give them as much exposure as, as possible. And you know, really this event is about the brewers so you know our job is to promote them and we do that via facebook and twitter and instagram our website all that sort of thing i would i would say um weston weston is kind of uh, uh retiring into the sunset after this year and we're going to have a new uh, executive director of brew week um but i would say if you're a brewer out there and you're starting a brewery and you know you're you're looking to you know join ohio brew week or participate in it uh, before summer of next year, go to our website, ohiobrewweek.com, um, uh, communicate with us and let us know, hey, we're out here and we'd like to participate and we will find a place for you at, at next year's I mean, does, Ohio Brew Week. Is it important that a brewery have distribution or? Uh, it, it is not necessarily. It is not. No, we, we, um, we started off with, you know, almost no one was distri- distributed in the beginning. So we, right. well, Dan Gates used to drive <laughs> all around the state picking up kegs in a, in a U-Haul. Yeah, and <laughs> that's, now that's, see, that's that's the kind of insight that I that, yeah. that you know that that the early days that really interests me. Yeah. So he would go around the state of Ohio, a U-Haul, and pick up hauling kegs, kegs yeah. of beer, and bring it back. Here. And I'm unfortunately carrying on that tradition. I'm uh, making a trip to Cleveland and Columbus, and. Um, yeah, bring in. Well, if, I, if, if I'd have known, event. you could have made a couple of requests, and we'd have brought <laughs> we'd have brought some in for you. But yeah, uh, next time, you know, next time, know. yeah, next year we'll uh, next year we'll take care of you as far as that's concerned. That's uh, because, like I said, there's a few small 
brewery. In fact, one just is, is opening is opening this coming weekend, uh, Fibonacci uh, in Cincinnati, and there's Dogberry, and there's a couple of them that are small. I love that those are names. Brewing really <laughs> terrific, really really terrific beer, but you know, and and would probably really love to just have a, 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 a you know a pony cake. Yeah, I mean, I think it would it would and, tickle some of those guys to you know have somebody come in. You know, a couple months from now, come into Dogberry or come into Fibonacci or anywhere like that and say, hey, I had your beer at Ohio Brew Week. Mm-hmm. And, I, you know, I had never heard of you guys before, but I really liked what you did. So we were in town and we had to stop in. And that's got to be part that's got to be part of the idea. Most of the idea even, isn't it? Oh, yeah. yeah. Because yeah. all of these breweries that, that we're dealing with, well, many of them that we're dealing with now, 10 years ago, it was that kind of situation. Hey, we'll, we'll come and pick up a keg or two and... You know, happy to uh, give you some exposure at Ohio Brew Week, and then you know, three years from then, you notice, wow, they're really producing a lot of beer, and they're on the landscape. You know, not to not to say that Ohio Brew Week is responsible for that, but certainly we helped. Yeah, and this week, I mean, you can come to one town, several blocks, and sample beers from forty-five different All breweries of them. from around Ohio. Um, I don't think you get that opportunity anywhere else in the world. So, uh, tell us a little bit about uh, but a little bit about the homebrew competition, and is and, you know what is the uh, is it limited to just people from around here? Or anybody no, in the state? Absolutely can... not. Uh, the Ohio Brew Week homebrew competition. We've been running it for uh, well, I've I've been in charge of it, coordinating it for um, oh the last five years, I guess. Um, it's it's been going about the last seven years. I'd have to go back in my files and check, but uh, no, we take beers from. All over the um, all over the country, uh, we are an AHA and BJCP. Uh, Explain those uh, acronyms. Uh, the um, American Homebrewers Association and uh, Beer Judge Certification Program ah. (BJCP). Um, I just got my BJCP certification, um, so I, I know the acronyms now. Um, it, it, it's the, these are you know so, so, sort of some of the uh, homebrew geek um, organizations that you know homebrewers would would be familiar with. Um, there are certain rules you have to follow uh, for you know uh, competitions. You have to have a certain number of certified judges uh, at at each table and and in the event as a whole. Um, we uh, we generally have about 300 entries uh, in our contest every year. Um, I, I like to think that our niche as a homebrew competition is that we we have a high percentage of certified judges judging the beer, and we give you good feedback. So if you're a homebrewer in Ohio or the Midwest, Kentucky, West Virginia, Pennsylvania, Indiana, all the states around us, we'd be you know happy to. Um, Evaluate your beer in our homebrew competition, and uh, even across the country. We, so we one get, of the benefits, even if you don't win or you don't place, you're going to at least walk away knowing you what feedback. you can do, what you yeah. can do better. Almost, almost like a clinic, almost like a exactly clinic. Exactly what or, it is. Yeah, yeah, like a football clinic. Uh-huh, if you're, sure. you know, if you're a, you know, Urban Meyer uh, teaching a, a quarterback clinic or something, you know, and you're a young kid coming from high school, you get a lot of good feedback on your mechanics and your you know that kind of thing. And what is the amount of beer someone has to submit? Two yeah. bottles. Two we, bottles. Uh, okay. Get, so not very much. No, Two 12 ounce bottles. That's, not, that's not, much not much at all. Two bottles. One bottle for the preliminary round, and then one bottle if it makes it to best in show at the end. Um, best in show is the winner of each of the 
uh, categories that we judge, you know, like a light lager or a stout or so forth. They make it to the best in show round. We want a fresh beer to, you know, have the uh, best of show uh, uh, judges evaluate that. But it's it's really not much of a commitment. It's a matter of, you know, uh, putting bubble wrap around your beer and, and getting it there through UPS and, you know, being careful with it. But once you get it there, you get uh, you get your judging sheets back from every judge that has, you know, uh, evaluated your beer, except for the best in show folks. Um, and, and you get really good feedback on, you know, your sanitation practices. Are there odd esters in there that shouldn't be in there? Is it to style as far as your malt uh, bill? Uh, are you using the right hops? You know, all these kind of things by experienced beer judges who have tasted thousands of stouts. And, you know, right, they're right. going to evaluate yours. Sure. you know with uh, to that bar and is this event still open can people register at this point it's it's not a public event it's uh it's not something that the public can come to and and be spectators for but yes we are we would still happily accept uh some uh uh some beer judges whether you're certified bjcp certified or not um you can go to the ohiobrewweek.com website and sign up uh on the homebrew tab uh, we'd be happy to have you. We'll find a table for you. And uh, and what about competitors? Is there still an opportunity to submit beers? Nope. The co- competition uh, the it, for entering, entering beers, we had to close that out about a week ago so we could get all the beers sorted and, and tabulated and so forth. But uh, we'd, be, we'd be happy to have any uh, beer judges that would be interested in uh, helping us out there. Okay. I, yeah, I saw that, that the, the call for judges on Facebook or something a couple weeks mm-hmm. ago, and I was like, hmm. Maybe I'll do that. <laughs> oh, you could totally do it. <laughs> but then I'm like, I don't know if I have an, a, an advanced enough palate to, you know. That's what everybody asks, but uh, I trust me, you do. Um, it's I, I like to tell people it's not rocket science. If you drink a lot of good craft beer and are familiar with um, what tastes a good lot of the styles. Exactly. What tastes I mean, good to you? I mean, is it taste funny, a valid judging? Right. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Is it, no, yeah, it's, yeah. It, you know, it's, it's funny. It that's exactly a valid uh, a valid judgment because you're going to be sitting there with a a BJCP certified uh, judge who's familiar with why it doesn't taste right. Okay, you know, yeah. uh, you, so it's it would even be an education for craft absolutely. beer drinkers who want to know and understand more, almost like a clinic for them as well. That's one of the joys of uh, you know uh, running these these uh, homebrew competitions is it is an education. It's for Folks that don't have the palate yet but are looking to develop it, you get to sit with a certified judge and they'll tell you, well, that's acetaldehyde or that's, um, you know, one of the other flaws mm-hmm. you know, sure. that, that you may sure. not be familiar sure. with because you haven't, you know, delved into it that Well, we're, you know, we're going to do a homebrew show here on uh, uh, Cincy Brewcast at, at some point here in the near future. So, uh, you know, that's all great. That's all great information to have. Go ahead. Well, I was thinking maybe we should give an example with this Mount Carmel beer here. Yeah, it's fantastic. <laughs> I mean, I think it's I think I think yeah. it's wonderful. I mean, I you know I I I wrote on a uh, I wrote on a text or tweet or something when it came out that it was going to change, uh, you know, the way people drank craft beer in Cincinnati. I don't know if it's this this I, beer. Yes, I don't know if it's done that, well, but it's damn too. good. I think it stacks up. Shoes. I think it stacks up with just about anything that I've had from the West Coast or, you know, any I mean, I think it's just terrific. What do you well, think? Well, this beer well, was brewed by a a um, very talented friend, Jared Hamilton, now of Taft's Ale House. Um, this is his recipe. So, um, and I always 
kind of thought that he was one of the best brewers of Mount Carmel. Uh, what's our, what's <laughs> I don't know if I can make here? that assertion. Um, this is a, an Imperial IPA. Imperial IPA. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah 8.2% uh, ABV. I don't know the IBU off the top of my head. I think IBU is arbitrary. Go ahead. Sorry. Well, I was, I was going to say, it's, it's not overly hoppy, but when you poured it, I could, I could smell the hops from across the room. It's got a delicious aroma and, mm-hmm. yeah, really refreshing. Lots of bready malt behind it. Um, lots of citrus, citrus hop in but there. But some pine, too. And a little that's bit of I'm pine, a pine as well. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I think when it comes to IPAs, I'm more of a, of a pine I'm more Dankness. of a citrus guy, so that's interesting. Uh, so I like well, the citrus, but... Well, you know what's funny is I, I, was, I always thought of myself as sort of more of a citrus kind of hop flavor profile person, um, but now it's almost all you can find. Mm-hmm. And so I'm like, I, let's kind of get back to that piney, like, you know, really, you, you, like, almost sprucey. I don't know. I miss it. I haven't had a beer. The, kind of the one that comes to mind is um, Lake Erie Monster by Great Lakes with that Willamette hop that's really like mm-hmm. just like piney. And so, but right now. Cigar it's City this... High Lies, another good one that's yeah. got mm-hmm. really a really good uh, pine yeah. backbone. This is a nice blend, I think, of citrus and pine. I, I keep mm-hmm. thinking I, mm-hmm. I taste citrus, I taste pine. I taste pine. It's, I got, taste citrus. it's definitely got more of a pine on the nose for sure. And then you I smell, you I, can smell that pine, but then mm-hmm. you kind of get the the tropical kind of. And then I spent a week in um, New yeah, Mexico right. last year, and it seems like in New Mexico, Santa Fe Marble Brewing, Santa Fe Brewing Company, La Cumbre, uh, they are interested in the uh, more in the piney. Uh, so because they have, and actually one of the beers I drank last year that was from Marble actually brewed with spruce and pine tips, so. Was called Wilderness APA, and it was really, really nice. So, those are interesting beers. Yeah, yep. ja- Jackio's has one brewed with spruce tips that mm-hmm. they're. That's right. What's what is that called? I can't remember what that what that's called. It's not, I know it's I've not had coming it. to mind. They've got they've <laughs> got one of just about everything. And, right, and right. They're, they're barrel aged beers. Uh, I have to say, you know, those are my favorite Jackio's beers. Barrel aged anything from Jackio's is just fantastic. We actually have a question. We do a sort of a, we call it question of the week. The segment is called Asked and Answered. Um, it's question of the week. Sometimes it's question of every two weeks. And um, one of my, one of our questions from the past couple of weeks was what is one beer that you would like to try again that you haven't, you either, it was like a one-off that you had one time or it was something that you found at a brewery somewhere else that you can't get here or um, just anything like that. And mine was Imixence by Jackie O's. It's a sour sour farmhouse. And I we actually tweeted at them and said, hey, are we ever going to see it again? And they What's said, Imixence, I-M-M-I-X-E-N-C-E. I've not tried that one. It was, we I had here it. And we, we, this is, we're kind of I jealous. had it. I was here. I had already graduated. Um, <laughs> so it might have been, it might have been like 2013 because um, I graduated in 12. And I came back for siblings weekend because my brother and sister still go here. So it was around like February-ish that I had it. Uh, and it was just like exactly what I had been searching for in my whole like beer mm. life. Um, so, so. That, Your long and illustrious beer life. So, <laughs> what, do you guys have an answer for that question? What's the beer that you would like to try again? Well, uh, well I'll, I'll go first. It's, at, you know, and. You know, tip of the hat to Jackie O's. They they make a lot of good beers that are are kind of like that. That you know, they come and they go. Um, I, I'll give two answers here. One is a Jackie O's beer that I assume they'll bring back, uh, maybe for Brew Week. 
It's a, it's their Mystic Mama with grapefruit juice. Um, Ooh, like a Rattler? Yeah. It's it's really delicious. It, it plays off of the, the uh, citrusy hops that they mm-hmm. put in there. That one's delicious. Um, not that hard to find, though. It, I, I think they'll probably bring that back because it was so popular during the heat of the summer. Um, as far as another beer, I, I'd have to say, you know, the beer geeks out there will probably nod for this one. I had a, a can of Heady Topper from The Alchemist in Vermont that was just, you know, I, I was wondering what's the hype. Oh, this is the oh, hype. Oh, I get it. And it's really, <laughs> I, I get it, yeah. I yeah, think. I had some Heady Topper not too long ago, maybe yeah. a few months ago, and I was at a, a bar where I hang out, and they just sort of, like, procured it. And yeah. were like, hey, you know, regulars, bartenders, you want to try it? And it was like wait a second, this does not have the pomp and circumstance that I expected no. my first Teddy Topper experience to be. <laughs> but it was delicious, no? Yeah, oh, absolutely. Uh, it, oh, know, it's, it's, every, it's yeah. Dry hops to the max, delicious, um, well-balanced beer. I don't know if I'll ever get my hands on another can, but that, mm-hmm. that, that one's mine. Yeah. Um, I'm going to make a quick plug for another event I'm involved with. I, I work with the Ohio mm-hmm. Pawpaw Festival, um, and we have a, a festival mid-September where... Um, Ohio breweries um, buy Athens-grown pawpaws and brew specialty beers with that. And so we usually get, I think, Thirsty Dog, Black Box, Jackie O's. Um, this year we're trying to recruit some other... I think I, I actually heard that... Old Firehouse is going to submit a pawpaw beer this Are they year. Well? That was they were going to collaborate with Madtree, right? I think that's what Adam said last week. Because Madtree is where, where, Madtree. where sort of my head is, and, and I remember him saying that, yeah, that... There was going to be a collaboration of Madtree. So watch um, out. It's Papa. going to be damn so. good anyway. Weston, sorry to interrupt <laughs> again. but Shameless plug. Yeah, shameless. But it, it is pretty amazing. You get um, like, you know, six different Papa beers um, in one place. It's the only time they're featured during the year. Buckeye Brewing, they're also there. Um, so I look forward to that every year. Awesome. Just the, pa- the different pawpaw beers. The different pawpaw beers. The, uh, different yeah, breweries. and they're all different. You know, they all have pawpaw, but they all have their own unique flavor. And I, 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 you know, being a home brewer, I, I have to throw in here, I, I've, I've brewed several pawpaw beers, and, you know, pawpaw is so unique. It's, it's, a, it's an intensely Ohio fruit, um, so it's great that, you know, brewers are, are trying to figure out some way that it would tuck into a beer. Um, it's, so, it's so odd a fruit. It, it's not a raspberry. It's not a you know a citrus it's, it's relatively large right it's, yeah. it's um, yeah, about big. the size, about of, a size of a pear mango yeah, yeah. mango yeah. Oh, really? mango that, that banana is how yeah. a lot of people describe okay. the flavor you know, the flavor uh-huh. of yeah. it sure. custardy mango banana but you know if it's I, I, I brewed a saison with it I brewed a yeah. uh, a cream ale with it um, I like the saison uh, that sounds that very good because <laughs> it kind of blends in with the fruity aspect right. of the Belgian right. ester uh, but it's 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 a really you know, you talk about Ohio and Ohio beer. Pawpaw beer is about as Ohio as you can get, I think. Pawpaw Ohio beer. Pawpaw yeah, Ohio. It's, it's Ohio's state native fruit. Now. Well, guys, it's been it's been a real pleasure. Uh, we've been we've been going out going on and on, and I really appreciate your time, uh, uh, Weston. Give us the particulars of Ohio Brew Week. Ohio Brew Week, July tenth through eighteenth, Athens, Ohio. Um, 45 craft breweries from around Ohio coming to spend nine days with us. Um, every day there are over a dozen events at participating establishments, um, whether it's you know a, a beer and food pairing or a special keg tapping, a meet the brewer, barbecue, all, all sorts of stuff. And the bar and the bar hours are 
pretty much regular bar hours? Uh, most of them are, you know, open a, a little longer, a little earlier in the day. Um, noon to two yeah, or noon to, noon to, two, to that's, okay, that yeah. sort of thing as well. Noon, noon to two a.m. So if you're if you're into day drinking, obviously, <laughs> well, I know, I know for sure if you're into day drinking, this is one of the great places to come, really, because it's uh, it's fantastic. So I want to put a special plug in here for the Athens Beer Trail, which we're we're rolling out this year because we have three breweries instead of just one. It's on uh, Tuesday, July 14th from 1 to 5 p.m. You can uh, uh, start at Jackie O's Brewery, uh, brewery um, take a tour of the brewery, pop into the uh, tap room, have a beer, move on to... Uh, <laughs> now, that's the, t- that's the tap room that's, that's the, sort of outside of exactly. the... Uh, exactly. It's the tap room, not tap. the pub. The right. pub is uptown. The tap room is on uh, Stimson Avenue. So you can pop in there, take a tour of the brewery, see their wonderful barrel-aged... Uh, operation then stop at little fish uh on the next stop and you can bike it or drive it by the way we've got oh, a my. wonderful uh bike path here <laughs> people that uh, drink beer and bike to me are really no, really hardcore we got a great bike path here in athens stop at little fish get uh get some of their saison or their little harvey's milk stout uh and then move on down the bike path or the road to um um devil's cattle brewing on columbus road and uh, get some of their fantastic offerings, the Spider Silk uh, Ale or their uh, Dunkel, which is fantastic, some of their Session beers. <laughs> you were just saying, every, you're saying everything that makes like him want to cry. You can hit every Athens brewery. Uh, Why did the All-Star Spanish? game have to be in Cincinnati yeah. this year? Right? <laughs> and, and get a tour of the brewery operation at, you know, in the same fell swoop. So it's, it's really fantastic. We also we have some great uh, educational components to Brew Week as always. We do a uh, we're doing the New Brewers Symposium. Um, we also we have a Brewers Forum at Casa Nueva, um, a Distillers Forum as well that's happened in the past. And this is the first year we've introduced a uh, cider and mead forum that'll be at the West End Cider House. Um, I want to say Thursday. And also something that I'm aware of too is the Hop Growers Forum. Uh, we're that's right. Yes, we're, that we're, was we're going to, to the be lineup, uh, but uh, we're going to be interviewing uh, David Volkman of Ohio Valley Hops on next week's program, and he mentioned to us in our preparation for it that he was going to be coming to Brew Week to participate in the hop growing forum as well. So it's yeah, great to see uh, it's great to see these hop growers all around Ohio starting to bring hop growing back to Ohio. That's a whole a big, other show, believe yeah, me. Yeah. <laughs> <I mean. laughs> yeah, and we're trying to make uh, Brew Week into sort of a, an annual gathering for the hop growers to mm-hmm. trade notes and see what's new in the industry. This is the maybe the third year in a row that we've hosted the hop growers, and I think we intend to continue that tradition. And it's 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 important the way that the way that craft beer has grown. There's got to be more supply. There's got to be more boutique, I guess, supply or, or you know, a local. There, and this whole local people movement. People love locavore, especially yes, here in Athens. This whole local movement as far as people wanting to use local ingredients and so forth, it just got to play in the hands of the, of the Ohio hop people. That They've got to be, they've got to have stars and dollar signs in their eyes. We, are, we got a great <laughs> farmer's market here. We are locavore central, I would yep. say. Yeah, and one thing that is new about Brew Week this year, I think last year we had we had one cider participate. It was the first time we'd sort of broken into, you know, other other beverages. This year we have uh, three different uh, craft cider makers, two Ohio mead makers, 
um, and uh, lineup of Ohio wines. So that's, so. A, that's a major argument among Cincy Brewcast is whether or not you can count cider in brewing. Totally. Yeah, and beer. yeah, but I see, see, see. Yeah, well, I'm see a home brewer. I'm yeah. doing cider now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's fermentation. Well, and who knows? That's probably the next big trend, isn't it? The next big. It's it's already when, the when next big trend well, in a lot of thing. places. When I was in Michigan and did 15 breweries in three days, I'd say only a handful, maybe three or four, didn't have a cider on. There you go. So the we've got a great cider and, 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 house And if here. we if we know that if we if we know we're going to follow trends from anywhere, it's going to be the great beer state of Michigan. Oh my God. <laughs> Take that gnarly gnome. There we get the <laughs> cider. We got the t- cider talking edgewise. Uh, well, we appreciate your time. We appreciate your hospitality. It's been absolutely wonderful. Uh, it's so great, Weston Lombard, the executive director of Ohio Brew Week. Thank you very much, and great success to you this week, uh, starting uh, this coming Friday, and lasting through uh, Saturday the 18th. And congratulations! It's a it's a great event here in Ohio, the 10th annual. Uh, as I said before we got started, being the, having the 10th annual of anything is really huge, so we really appreciate uh, the, what you guys have done for Ohio Craft Beer. Thank you. Thanks for having us. Yeah, everybody come down to Athens. And, it's going to be a great time. And Jody, Don't miss a party. Jody Grinnert, uh, also board member and president of uh, Athens Homebrew Club, thank you very much uh, for uh, participating in our uh, program today. Thanks for having us. All right, so that's it from here in Athens, Ohio. We'll be back with more of Cincy Brewcast right after this. You're listening to Cincy Brewcast, the voice of Cincy Craft. Yeah, you're right this And welcome back. Uh, we've just got a short time left. We've uh, gone pretty long tonight, uh, probably close to our longest show, but uh, that's okay. There's a lot Not of content. That was a great. We nailed it. That was a great. Uh, that was a great sitting with those guys this afternoon. Very, very, very fun time. A lot of great information from uh, those gentlemen. And uh, if you ever, if you don't have the opportunity to go this year, if you ever get the chance to go up to Athens. Uh, it is really one of the best times you can have, uh, you know, being involved with craft beer. And the Cincinnati uh, breweries are very, very well represented. Uh, many, many of them in many cases are charter members of the Ohio Brew Week. So it's a, it's a great, great, uh, it's a great cross-section of, of craft brewing from the state of Ohio. So um, uh, now, real quick... In the limited amount of time we have left, we've got a great deal of stuff coming up here on Cincy Brewcast coming up in the next several weeks, uh, and we want to tell you about it real quick. Uh, tomorrow afternoon, this show is recording on Monday the 6th. Uh, tomorrow the 7th, uh, we're going to be going to Ohio Valley Hops in Mainville, Ohio, uh, to talk to the owner and grower there, Dave Volkman. Uh, he is going to uh, talk to us all about uh, the burgeoning Ohio hop industry, and uh, they are having a hop festival. It's like, again, that's wrong. It is the Ohio Valley Hop Growers Open House, and that's going to be taking place on, on Saturday, July 25th. And so we're going to be talking to Dave ahead of that event, and we will have him on next week. We're also going to be doing extensive coverage of the grand opening of Fibonacci Brewing, which is uh, next Saturday, uh, July the 11th. 
Uh, we'll do kind of a wrap-up of some of the um, all-star events and so forth that took place uh, with uh, as far as craft brewing was concerned, is concerned. Um, then on uh, July 19th, uh, which is a Sunday we're going to record, and that'll be a Periscope show uh, uh, as well. Um, the 12th will be a pair or the, the next week will be a periscope show the the 19th will be a periscope show and we will be emanating from the Cincy Brewcast Plaza, plaza. and let's we get a will round of be, applause for the plaza we will be <laughs> we will be joined by Cincy beer brats Cincy beer brats actually contacted us fantastic I could not believe that they had contacted us uh, to join them because they actually. make some good sausages uh, they're doing uh, some uh, big uh, things around uh, town uh, too, to, so. uh, they're going to be at Mad Tree this week uh, with Catch a Fire Pizza uh, for their um, for their um, uh, all star for Mad Tree's all star weekend events uh, and then the 24th they're going to be at Braxton doing uh, doing brats with infused with Braxton's beers can't say haven't we've talked like you know we've talked like crazy about Braxton and they're going to join us the 19th he's going to bring they're going to bring some delicious brats we're going to pair it with uh, craft beer and uh, delicious food and and so that's the 19th that's going to be a periscope show from outdoors on the plaza then the 27th uh recording on the 27th Monday night um also a Periscope show, we're going to be joined by the fine folks from Hopwater. And if you don't know anything about Hopwater, you definitely want to check that show out. Uh, I think we're going to have some giveaways. Uh, I think we're going to have some, uh, and we're going to be talking, we're going to be tasting beer, but we're also going to be drinking the delicious hop water. I have not had it. And one of the things I've been trying to do on this, on this show, as far as I'm concerned, is not have anything that we're going to taste. I've never had a Cincy beer brought. I'm I have not had a hop water. What? Well, I'll tell you. <laughs> all that stuff happens on the weekend, and I'm never. I can never go on a weekend, so I can give. I'm going to be able to give an honest opinion. But from what you two guys say, the hop water is fantastic. Uh, it's delicious. If and if I can give a hint, there's probably going to be booze involved too i was gonna say i I think i think well i can't do hop water yeah we're gonna i think we're we're actually gonna work with some uh liquor says the mixologist wow (laughs) can't not with hop water (laughs) well that sounds great to me and i'm i'm looking forward to this so that's the 27th uh and everything posts when we record uh, here on cincy brewcast everything usually posts uh now a lot earlier in the day on Tuesday, so you'll be able to pick it up, and of course, live worldwide on Periscope. And then the big, you know, I think the big thing that, again, all of our live things are uh, are really big, but we kind of they, they kind of started right around the same time as we did, and it'll be about five months, five and a half months since they started. It'll be about five, five and a half months since we started here on Cincy Brewcast. Great friends uh, of the show. They've been fantastic friends of, of the show. And that is we're going to be uh, on the August 8th, Sunday, August 8th, we're going to be coming ninth. to it's you. The ninth. It's the 9th. You keep messing this up. It's like it's, it's the 9th. Sunday, August 9th. Sorry about that. Folks. Sunday. It's definitely Sunday. 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 Whatever Sunday, day that Sunday. is. It's Sunday. Def- def- definitely Sunday. Definitely Sunday. Uh, at Braxton Brewing. We're going to have, do a live show. We're going to be in, in Braxton. We're going to have uh, as many of the Braxtonites that can join us uh, there. At uh, We're going to be in the garage. Uh, the time has not yet been totally confirmed, but we are definitely going to be in the garage at Braxton 
on sometime Sunday, in the afternoon. August 9th, sometime in the afternoon, tentatively scheduled for 2 p.m., uh, maybe a little bit later now. Try to get some a few last get minutes. Get there when they out. open and stay until they close, and you will see the but show. But we will be, and we will be periscoping that show the as well. the way the rolls. And then we've, <laughs> we've just been discussing, we're going to do, we've got something that we're trying to work on with Bad Tom. We've got confirmation today that Scott LaFollette wants to join us from Blank Slate Brewing. We're still working the details out on that one. Uh, we've discussed just actually while we were sitting here, <laughs> just while you were listening <laughs> to the Ohio Brew, uh, Brew Week interviews on what we're going to call Home Brewers Month, which is going to be in Home October. Home for October. So Home for October. Home for October. Home. So we're going to have uh, a show with the shops we're going to have a show with the brewers adam and, contact us and we're going to have a show with the uh with some uh beer clubs and then we're going to try to work something out where we can do a show with judges and so forth and so on and who knows maybe and, we can sponsor so a every contest. one of those shows I, I, will involve beer yes yes and we <laughs> and will be drinking and tasting the beers and we will be commenting on them and like i said maybe that last home brewing show you can maybe even have a little competition so you know what any, um, any home brewers that listen to our show that want their beers included in homebrew month um send us a message that's what i was gonna say on any kind of social media that we're on you know cincy brewcast or the gnarly gnome and anybody we can, we can probably work you into a show that month sometime Just, and anybody out there who might be a certified beer judge because I, I, you know, that'll I think probably take a little bit of work to find some people like that. But I, I know a few. Um, but. but yeah, beer judges, home brewers, employees, and or owners and or otherwise of the homebrew shops. Yeah, Listerman, the, the Paradise few, Brew Monkeys few downta- um, around town. Any of you guys, feel free to contact us. Um, so if you would like to be a part of Homebrew Month, you know how to find us. I think we've said enough. I think we said way too much. Way too much. I don't we have, are almost at a two-hour show. I don't have anything else. Uh, I got an hour and 45 here on my trusty, dusty Tascam recorder. And so uh, I think that's um, I think that's about that's about it, everybody. We uh, Don't forget to answer our asked and answered question for your chance to win the Ohio Brew Week and, prize pack. And please use the hashtag, uh, hashtag uh, CBCQOTW for that. And uh, we'll do that. Uh, we'll, we'll we'll get all that down. Tina, River Gastro Pub, and there and they're about. Exactly. And the gnarly gnome, the gnarly gnome dot com, and all your social media, the gnarly gnome. And uh, Angie Cisneros, thank you for your uh, social media input tonight. My name is Mike Cisneros. You've been listening to Cincy Brewcast, the voice of Cincy Craft. <laughs> <laughs>